called off the golf course to, uh, to come back and, and, and lead that Sunday uh, was really fairly easy. And I, I think I've been given way too much credit for it. Uh, I wasn't golfing all that well that day, so it was easy to leave the course. And truly, I didn't have to travel back from Florida to do it. I'm right down the road. And let's face it, even in your positions as well, you leave something for four or five years, you don't forget how to do it when you've done it your whole life. And it made it easy that I was able to reach the players and they accepted me. But I remember that day, my primary mission, my first mission was to remind everybody, players, community, everybody at the university, Lincoln Riley didn't invent OU football. Okay? And, and everyone needed a little wake-up call because they kind of slipped into thinking he did. And I sure as heck didn't either. All right, it goes back, you know, all the way to Bud, and you could even say Benny Owen, but I, I think in the modern era of football, Bud Wilkinson started, created the monster that Coach Switzer always, you know, referred to, and I had to deal with it for 18 years, and it's a monster. How about Coach Stoops laying it out there? At the Capitol yesterday. It's the most exciting thing that's happened at the Capitol in quite some time, huh? I Just need guess. Bob to show up there every single day. Now, is is this maybe a is he gonna end up in politics going up there? He was Tommy Tuberville did and he's all dry. He used to be the head coach at uh, Auburn down there. We beat Alabama, I think about five times in a row. So if if uh, Tommy Tuberville can win something God, could you imagine? Bob needs to run now, though. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I don't think he's going to lose any popularity within the next two, three, five years or so. But now is the time to enter the race. If no you're doubt. Bob. And I don't think it matters what he what he runs on, Definitely. what he runs for. He's going to win whatever it is. What was Osborne in Nebraska? Was he the... Was he the he wasn't the governor? Was he? Was the governor or senator? Or did he lose? Did he senator? lose? He was something. Did he? I don't know. Did someone ran for something and lost? I can't remember. Well, he didn't. Him. He was. I mean, he may have lost at some point, but he held some type of office up there in Nebraska I, for a significant I, uh, amount of it's time. It's why I love college football fans. What's he running on? I don't really care. Who cares? But he won a couple national championships, so let's Three let him out run of the whole titles. state. Yeah. Of course, we're going to vote for you. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty big. Made the news around there. Uh, the, you know, Coach Stoops, and we'd heard that quote before, obviously, but um, it started it all over again, and good stuff, uh, really good stuff there. Man, I heard the top of the hour news clip there. Well, that's a first. I know. That's a big story of the day in itself. Big 12 is going to officially have 14 for the 2023 20. 24 academic year. Well, as long as OU and Texas are there. Yeah. I think they're going to be there. So. So OU's really going to play Houston, Cincinnati, UCF, and BYU. Well, they may not play all of them in conference games, but they're going to be in the same conference as those four teams in the 23-24 academic year. Yeah, that's the big report is uh, the timeline for those three schools BYU was always thought to be 2023, and the report is, you know, those other three teams are moving up the timeline two years and just joining it, what, the year after 
year after this, basically. Yeah. I wonder if, you know, that's the that's the first thing that we've really heard of any substance when it comes to conference realignment in quite some time. And, you know, we're spring football, I gosh, I think for most everyone has been wrapped up. There may be some other people out there still having some practices going on, but this is kind of the time of the year where we start to hear this stuff. It's typically a little later in the summer, but you start to see some of those conference meetings and stuff uh, getting underway. Um, I wonder if we're going to start hearing a little bit more about Oklahoma and Texas's plans um, before that, during that, after that, as it relates to the SEC. Um I'll say this, though, Houston, Cincinnati, UCF, and BYU, they all ended up having pretty good years last year. Yeah, Houston, there's a lot of hype. Well, understand what I mean with a lot of hype around Houston, more than there has been you know, recently, which I don't know I'm necessarily buying that. But BYU's had back-to-back uh, double-digit win seasons, correct? Um, UCF's humming along, and Cincinnati made the, the college football playoff, so... It's crazy. Yeah. The, I, I think overall those four teams were better than the four teams in the big top four teams hey, in the Big Twelve last year. Um of those four teams, let me do a quick little math here. Uh talk amongst yourselves while I tally tally it up. Twenty five and three, uh thirty four and seven, and then BYU. So forty they were forty four and um, I don't know. I think three. So forty-four and seven last year yeah. is what. Dang, that's pretty good. Yeah, or maybe ten. Though you had Houston's probably acquiring the most of those losses. So I think BYU only had a couple losses last year, right? Cincinnati was thirteen and one. Houston was twelve and two. Dang, they lost two games. Wow. UCF was nine and four, and BYU was ten and three. Hmm. So. I guess you had, what, seven? They were ten, yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty impressive between those four schools. And, yeah, a heck of a lot. If if you go last year, where do you think Cincinnati, Houston, UCF, and BYU? I mean, they're at worst middle of the pack, right? Uh, those Yeah. No, I, I, I would expect. Cincinnati would have challenged for the conference last year. Oh, no, I think Cincinnati would have won the conference Probably, last year. Probably, yeah. Um, now, here's the thing, though. It, it would have been a much more difficult schedule for Cincinnati to 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 go to sure. put out this. And, and they got pushed around by Alabama. That was pretty evident. But I'm not yeah, going to who, use that as, well, they wouldn't have won the Big 12 because they got pushed around by Alabama. Everyone would have gotten yeah, well, pushed around by Alabama last year. They were beating us 28-0 in the first <laughs> half. of. The- so Cincinnati fared better than that right. 2018 team is what you're saying. You know, they, they beat Houston um, in, in the championship game there. They beat a top 10 Notre Dame. But aside from that, it was a really easy schedule for Cincinnati. And, you know, they did run the table, so you can't knock them for that. But, yeah, Cincinnati would have been up there at the top. BYU's good, tough, physical football team. I think all four of those squads would have fared pretty well. Now, here's a question. Do you agree that OU and Texas will see – immediately a recruiting bump of course man because they're going to go to the sec sure 
So do you think that these schools are going to get a recruiting bump, you know, recruiting on the fact that they're going to the Big 12? Uh, I think Cincinnati might. I think Cincinnati could. Like Houston, I don't see Houston getting a recruiting bump because they're in the Houston area and it's so crowded, man. Yeah. You know, like I, I don't think Houston going to the Big 12 is going to all of a sudden win out for, for them on kids for on LSU, A&M, OU, Texas. You, you, you get what well, I mean Well, maybe there. not against those schools, but uh, Houston may win out on recruits that were going to TCU, Tech, TCU, maybe Tech, Baylor, I think Oklahoma it's, State. I think it'll be pretty minimal for the most part with Houston. Um, I think UCF's got a chance. If Florida, Florida State, Miami continue to struggle when this is all happening, I think UCF could. I think Cincinnati, though, is probably the team that's going to get the biggest bump yeah. out of anyone, especially if they follow it up with a really good uh, year next year. Yeah, probably makes sense. Um, but man, it is interesting, isn't it? That uh, here we go, fourteen team conference. Yeah, the discussion is: will it be eight league games or nine league games in in twenty twenty three? Do you want to uh, theorize what the divisions would look like? You got to keep OU and Texas in the same division, surely. I mean, come on. Um. Okay. I feel like OU would be in a. I feel like OU would be in a, in a division with BYU. Geography-wise, that would make a whole lot of sense. So I don't know if you do east and west or north and south, but OU and Texas got to be in a division. Um, BYU will probably be in that division too, and Oklahoma State, surely. So I say you put BYU, Cincinnati, UCF, um, Houston – West Virginia, TCU. Just make them travel all over the place. They don't have any gas money by week eight. And uh, Iowa State. Iowa State. There you go. That's that's one division. <laughs> uh, we got to cancel the rest of the season. We do not have any more funds for all this gas that we're using to fly around everywhere. Right. I don't know. Frankly, uh, since it's just going to be a, a short amount of time, I wouldn't mind – Going on the road to – I've never seen BYU Stadium. I heard it's awesome. Yeah, like the mountains are in the background. If there's – if OU is going to be in the league with these turds, I I, I would want to go to BYU. I'd want to go to BYU, and I'd want to go to UCF. Oh, you want to go to Orlando? Sure. Why? I don't know. Would you rather go to Lawrence, or would you rather go to Lubbock, Texas? I might rather go to Lubbock than Orlando. Yeah, I just want to go see something different. You know, I'm go, I'm, go to Orlando in uh, September when it's humid as all get out, and there's people everywhere. Why not go in November whenever it's nice? Hey, I'm down. Okay, whatever. I'm just saying. You just I, want an excuse to go to Disney World again. That's oh all you want. God, I just all Teddy I wants want, to go to Harry Potter World. All I want is. A little bit of variety. I'd like to see something new. Now, um, Cincinnati, they play in the professional stadium, right? No, they have their... Uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. they they built a new uh, on-campus stadium not too long ago. Not too long ago. Okay, maybe I just remember. Maybe they were playing in it while they were building theirs or yeah. something. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, play in a, play it. NRG Stadium, though, again, so we can call it a neutral, <laughs> neutral site, site game, game like we did in 2016. Yeah, wow. That's actually, going back to last hour, we were talking about uh, worst takes that we had or hot takes that we had. 
that was a pretty bad one for me when I thought that OU fans would massively outnumber Houston fans at the NRG Stadium. Yep. Boy, that was a that was a bad take. Yeah. Every Houston fan that was uh, living on Earth was was there that day. Yeah, it was. That was. I did not necessarily see that happening either. That was wild, and I think it had an impact on us from the very beginning. Do you know the name of Cincinnati Stadium? You uh, is, know it, this. is it Nippert Stadium? Yeah. God, so good. That's pretty impressive. Do you know how many it holds? Uh, Nippert Stadium, I believe, holds 62,000 people. Uh, no, that's wrong. Oh, okay. 40,000. Well, record attendance is 40,000. Great. Huh. So more uh, more stadiums in the conference that don't hold over fifty thousand people. That's that's just what we need. I've got no problem with that. I I would rather a forty thousand seat stadium be totally packed than a seventy five thousand seat stadium be half empty. They're a- they're adding a uh, bunch of teams where OU's played these guys at neutral site NFL stadiums. They played Cincinnati in twenty ten. They played it at uh, Paul Brown Stadium where the Bengals play mm-hmm. neutral site game again. Houston right. at NRG Stadium in twenty sixteen. BYU at uh, God. These guys have had OU's number though Jerry's here World. recently. They're one and two in those uh, last three matchups, and that Cincinnati game was pretty close. Yeah, I can I can hear him now. Hell, ain't no big deal. Go play Oklahoma in Big Twelve. Seriously. Hey, good point by the way on the text line. I'm saying you got to have OU and Texas in the same division. Why? It's not like Texas is going to play for the Big Twelve championship. You could have them in an opposite division. Just make sure they play in the Cotton Bowl second Saturday well, in October. Here's you know here here's something that you know. They're pissed about OU and Texas leaving the conference. So they're definitely going to keep him in the same division because there's no chance they would want Oklahoma and Texas playing in the Big 12 championship on their way out together, right? This way you can at least limit one of them. Yeah, but we know by now that Texas won't be there. A lot of people talking about how good the Ewers kid looked in the spring game. Yeah, we got comparisons to Joe Burrow out there from Dickie V. Yeah. You heard that one, right? Yeah. Yeah, probably a bit much there, but I don't know. They do have they do have some really good skill players, and we'll see what the Ewers kid does. But UCF Stadium is kind of boring. That's on the text line. Go to Orlando, just cause. <laughs> <laughs> just cause. Uh, OU and UT will be on separate sides when they leave. You'll have uh, six and six. Uh, that does make sense if if they want to keep it the same and not redraw it. You split OU and Texas that way when they leave the conference is set. That actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but if you if you keep them in the same, all you have to do is move one team. OU will get a recruiting bump. Texas won't. They don't need one. They've been recruiting in top nineteen despite on field success. That's a random number. The top nineteen. Um. Was that that? I'm guessing that was supposed to be top ten. I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. A bump. It it may not be much, but I think there'll probably be one. Uh, uh, limited because they've been a little bit higher. Yeah, okay, I'm fine with that. Would this make it more likely that the Big Twelve would lower the buyout number and we leave in 2023? No. I think they're going to get their cash if they feel like they can. I don't know how all that's going down. I I still believe that 
Here's the thing, man. I don't necessarily know. I know we as fans want to get out of here pronto. But I don't know that. I don't know that we're necessarily ready. And we've heard some of the, the comments from Venables about you better make sure you're absolutely ready to go whenever you make that move. And I, you know, I think that we would be fine. I think we would, we would handle ourselves really well. But would they bust down the door? Right. I think that's what you want. You, and we talked about this a little bit previously. Whenever you first have that move, everyone's going to have their eyes on you. And whenever that takes place, it would go way better if, as you said, you bust down the door, go in there, and win the thing. You want Then you'd have a really big recruiting bump. Text line says, can't quit thinking about Teddy at Harry Potter World. Same. Uh, him carrying a wand around and doing spells on people, on random kids. Yeah. Luckily, my son, not into Harry Potter. Uh, we're we're a big Harry Potter house. Are you really? Yeah, we're 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 not not me, but it's a big Harry Potter house where I'm at. When my son was pretty young, I played I played Harry Potter thinking that it was oh, here's Harry Potter. Kids love Harry Potter. Thinking it was just going to be like your I guess your normal kids movie. Well, and I I think it was the first one, I'm not sure, but there was this scene where this huge spider comes out of nowhere, like in the force. It scared the hell out of him. <laughs> and he was like, uh, I'm done with this. Never watching Harry Potter Best again. Best thing that could have ever happened uh, to no. you. You don't have to go Little to Harry Potter know. world in uh, Orlando. Little did I know that was uh, that saved me. So I think we're good on Harry Potter. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on next. Stay with us. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. The Territory Golf and Country Club in Duncan, Oklahoma, offers an over 7,100-yard championship course filled with mature trees, natural elevation changes, and the picturesque Stage Stand Creek meandering through the course. The Territory is consistently rated as a top 10 course in Oklahoma, features a fantastic clubhouse, the Prairie House Restaurant, and many other amenities. Come where I'm going to be at the for the show tomorrow? Yes, you I do? do. How do you know? Well, uh, Drake Dykin sends out the schedule for this week and the following. And, and you never pay attention to him? Rarely. But in this instance, I happen to uh, click on the email, then open up the schedule, and it revealed that tomorrow you will be in Tulsa. Tulsa! Wow! How about that? For the... You got um, it. You caravan. Got it. Yep, the OU caravan. Now, First what stop. does that mean? Are you going to be there, like in attendance, watching the caravan, or right outside the doors? Like, so, what does that mean? Uh, the caravan doesn't start till six thirty. Okay, and I, <laughs> I think the doors open at six. But we'll be there uh, promoting the events. And trust me, if anyone walks by, I will be attempting to get them on air. Uh, whether that's Toby. Whether that's Brent and his megaphone that he'll be walking in with, Jenny mm-hmm. uh, Baranchek, I, I mean, whoever, Joe, Joe Castiglione. So, yeah, I'm going to be at Kane's Ballroom from 2 to 6, uh, getting ready for that Tulsa Caravan tomorrow night. Should be a lot of fun. 
It's going to be a lot I of fun. Hopefully I conduct myself accordingly. They don't know. I hope Brent Venables, head coach, University of Oklahoma football, I hope he goes on last because I feel like if there's someone that's supposed to go behind him, there'll be like a feeling of let's move this thing along. If he's the last to go, I think he'll make it last three hours. Yeah, and that's why I uh, I hesitate a little bit uh, on, on Britt Vittables being on because if he rolls through there at 5.50 and wants to hop on the air, we're not getting off the air till <laughs> 7.30. You know what I mean? You'll have to straight up cut him off and <laughs> hang up. I'll ask him, uh, hey, Brent, so how's everything been going? And then uh, 45 minutes later, he'll be done with what he has to say. It'll, gr- it'll be great. Whoever's running the board will have already shut down the show. We'll be on to playing like – uh, the best of Toby and TJ or whatever for an hour, and you and you'll still be sitting there listening <laughs> to Coach Venables. Yeah, no one will hear it except me, but I'll let it, I'll let everyone know what he said the next day. Now that'll be fun tomorrow. Can't wait to be in uh, T Town. Hope to see a lot of our Tulsa listeners there. So um, there's a little bit of a doom and gloom feeling surrounding college sports today. Doom and gloom? Yeah, in terms of what the future of college football or really just collegiate sports might look like because it looks like the revolution is coming. Uh, The NCAA is kind of cracking at the seams here. Mark Emmert's going to be out the door in 2023, and there's this thought now, Teddy, that without the NCAA, there will be no limits to a recruiting class, paid assistance all over the place, um, outright just paying players, don't even have to hide it behind the NIL deal. There's kind of a doom and gloom feel about uh, things moving forward now. Are you telling me viva la revolution? Kind of, kind of feels that way. For college football? Uh, what else could, could happen? I mean, we've already opened the floodgates, right? Essentially... Through one form or another, it's it's basically set up a shell company and pay the best player whatever you need to to get him to come is essentially what's happening now. What's worse than that? Can it get any worse than that? Is Haven't we already taken what was long held as the amateur model and totally stomped on it? Uh, yeah, pretty much. So you're saying college <laughs> collegiate or college football already sucks now. It's, it's I'm not saying it, it. It's already ruined. I'm not ruined. saying it's ruined. All I'm saying is I don't know what, what other change really could happen that would really uh, shock us. You know, there's payers are, players are getting paid. They can sign endorsement deals. They can um, – they can make money off their name, image, and likeness. There is no limit on how much they can make as of right now. I don't know. I don't know what else could go down. A and M signs forty-five freshmen in their incoming class, and they paid each of them fifty thousand dollars to be here. That's <laughs> like a thought that 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 could happen. Is all the talent you know goes to? I don't think that this would ever happen because you're not going to get you know five guys from the same position, elite guys, to go to the same school. I know that A&M just had right. that with the defensive lineman, but you know what I mean. But I don't. Th- there's just a thought that it's already the Wild West and it's going to get even even crazier in in the future. Here's what and I the think: schools with the most money will eventually just just win out in this thing. 
Here's what I think is going to happen. I think that schools with the most money, yes, are going to win out. I think that the NCAA, I think it has a place in a lot of the sports that are non-revenue producing, right? There needs to be a governing body for for track and field, for um, volleyball, for wrestling, for, you know, whatever. Almost all of the sports. Football, I believe, is going to be a total separate entity. I know that basketball is revenue producing for some, but it's it's not that many, I don't think. Uh, I could be wrong on that. Someone could could throw, show me the information that there's actually a ton of revenue-producing basketball schools. I, if, I feel like there's not. But uh, anyways, I feel like football is going to eventually reach a – they're going to have a governing body of their own that establishes some agreed-upon guidelines that they think are fair for players, fair for uh, schools that are a little bit smaller – you know, um, and and govern that themselves somehow uh, separately from what the NCAA has traditionally done. And everyone uh, breaks those rules. And Alabama uh, gets the most favor with this group as well, just like the SEC. Yeah, I, I, I think that, well, let's be honest, no matter if it's the NCAA governing or – um, a new body governing or the United States government, it doesn't matter who's governing. People are going to break the rules, right? But I think the rules are probably going to be way more difficult to break. Uh, here's my case. If, if someone asked me to be in charge of, of college football, you know, there's, there's some things I would do. I would probably... I would probably put some type of limit on how exactly you're going to be able to to set up these entities that pay players. You want a salary cap, essentially. No, I don't want a salary cap. A&M be screwed on that deal. I want it to be real. I want it to be like you're paying them for a real service, not for playing football, uh, which is exactly what's going on right now. I think those players should be able to make – uh, if someone wants to pay them a billion dollars to to sign however many deals, they should be able to do it. But at least give me a little bit of background. Don't just set up a massive fund and just flat rate pay everyone. That, sure, that and that's what I th- that's what sounds like OU's new nil deal is supposed to be. Is like they're not just going to supposedly just pay you just to like sit around. Like you're gonna have to go out and kind of earn it a little bit. With some appearances. Well, uh, maybe. Maybe. Well, again, I, we'll see about yeah, that. I don't but that's know. the initial it, thought. If they are or if they're not, you really can't. You just have to have it right now or you're going to fall way behind. Um, I would do that. I would also I would change uh, a bunch of the rules as far as the things that are limiting the universities right now. Um, hours that they can be on the, the practice field. Right? Some of the requirements if you're going to be out there making a ton of money through all of these endorsement deals 
because of football, think you can spend a little bit of time around here and not go sure. uh, barking up the compliance tree every time you're asked to do something. Greg Sankey is the SEC commissioner. So, of course, yesterday everyone was theorizing who could be the new NCAA president and bring in order. And I think Sankey was even asked uh, since then if he would want to be the new president. And he was like, eh, nah. Yeah, because it would be a – demotion for him to go from the SEC commissioner, which is basically now the president of the NCAA, especially when it comes to football, you know, with the stranglehold that conference has. I don't think that you're going to see anyone, you know, really established take that gig unless they're paying a whole lot of money. Well, Emmert made almost three million bucks a year, um, which is which is a lot of money, but it's not going to be – I don't know what Sankey makes or – or anything, but uh, yeah, I think that I think football eventually is going to be governed differently from everyone else, and maybe men's hoops as well, but definitely football. We'll see. So uh, the playoff committee will cater to the Blue Bloods even more now, <laughs> which they already have, but maybe uh, possibly even more now. I don't know. I, you know, I honestly believe that if. And I could be wrong. I don't. I think it really depends what the people want to see. You know, I have my opinion of what I would like to see in college football. Um, it's probably different from what. See, I would like to see more competitive teams, not a small amount of Oh, totally. No, no one awesome wants it regionalized. Yeah, yeah, no one wants it. Like this year, man. What, what are we saying? Well, Bama's probably going to win, but Ohio State, maybe they got a chance after that, though. I don't think Georgia can repeat. Like, that's not – that's not – no. I would we probably have it better than that. I would probably make a legitimate playoff system to where if you win your conference, you make the playoff. But here's the kicker. Uh, I, would, I would do scheduling. I would do centralized scheduling. I would not do – uh, let's schedule as many powder puffs as we can, and then hopefully run the run the run the table and and get there. Whoever wants to run on the promise that no D one schools, especially around here, are going to have to play D two schools and 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 use them as home games. I'm ready. Just yep. do a random schedule release. I don't care yep. how you. Do I would it. I would do centralized scheduling non conference and uh, draw up also the conference schedules to make it. Is as balanced as possible, and I do a, a massive schedule release show, obviously, where I was the person there calling them all out. Oh, God, that would be a disaster. Yeah. He'd be pronouncing the teams wrong. He wouldn't be able to grab the ping pong balls. Hey, we would actually talk about ping pong balls, though, for once. That's right. That's right. The I- other stations would be beating us on that content. They've been talking <laughs> about ping pong balls for three years now. <laughs> Quick time out. More from the rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Oklahoma, Seth Wally Ford in Pauls Valley is your pre-owned PowerStroke powerhouse. Buying millions and millions of dollars of pre-owned truck inventory has helped us dominate the market, Brandon. We constantly buy trucks from all over the country for way below what they're worth and bring them to Pauls Valley to sell them below. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you our number one of the rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Uh, you were out yesterday. By the way, where were you at? 
Were you something, something had, important? Yeah, I had an event up in Oklahoma City. Oh, well, now mm-hmm. who's fancy? Had an event. I did. Super like a, fancy. Like a job fair or something? Uh, not a job fair. Uh, just a quick little event. Wasn't was it, it was it was a good deal. Um, but I had to be there for for my other job. Um, I was. I asked this to to Parker yesterday. It was more of a conversation. So Brent has already done a magnificent magnificent job of engaging the fan base. I think we'd all agree with that. Right. Seventy five thousand at the spring game. He's done a great job. But as we've said multiple times, the fan base is always going to respond. You can count on the OU fan base to be there if you need them. But you haven't always been able to call on the students to hmm. to show up early, stay late, be loud, be engaged. Porter Moser did a good job of it this year. I wonder if, and if so, how Brent is going to engage the student section. Like maybe you need to around here to have the type of environment that he wants. It's going to be tough. Maybe he'll say take away some of the sections from the, uh, from, the, from the students. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Here's the thing, man. It, it doesn't really matter who you are where you are if it's if it's the thing to do the students are going to be there if it's not the thing to do they're not going to be there yeah um it's true but isn't it weird that it's the thing to do in in manhattan you know it's the thing to do in lubbock for basketball games um and i understand tech's been good at hoops but it's the thing to do in some places where you wouldn't think that it would be the thing to do. I've got an idea. I guess compared to OU anyway. I've got an idea. You need a drone that is constantly flying over the student section and it's taking pictures of the students that are in there and linking it to their Instagram account. A selfie drone. A selfie drone. It uh it identifies the the tag or the uh, username, the handle, whatever, and mm-hmm. you smile and yeah. And somehow like if you can figure out a way to get the And it has perfect filters. Perfect filters. Perfect filters. If you can figure out a way to get it to where it reaches way more people than those individuals typical Instagram would reach, that's how they'll show up. Right, if you can make it to where it's a social media, uh, like you get engagement somehow on social media by being there, they'll show up. That will keep them there, and they'll be there for the entire game. They'll be there. They won't be loud and engaged. They'll be looking up at the drone to try to get a uh, selfie photo. Well, hey, being there is ninety percent of the battle, it's right? No, hey, that's in <laughs> any aspect of life. And if you can figure out a way to where. It gets them likes and retweets and follows and hashtags and all of the things that come with that. They'll be there and they'll be die. They'll be clawing each other to get there. Good point of the text line. Teddy was as evasive with his answer on where he was yesterday as Muleshoe was when he was gone the week of the Baylor game. Was Teddy interviewing for a radio job at USC? Um, huh, something to think about. Here's what I'll say. I will not be the next color guy for USC. <laughs> LSU's looking. I will not be the next color guy for USC. Teddy's also trying say. to dodge the SEC. 
Mm-hmm. He doesn't want the challenge of being a radio analyst in the SEC. I heard them radio analysts down there are tough. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I wish it was a good story. It's probably it's it's way more boring than you guys. Uh, I'm sure would ever believe. Isn't that what Lincoln said? Whenever he was gone the week of he, the... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I can pull up the clip. It was, you know, my mom... He said something about his mom texting and saying, are you are you doing okay? And right. So the guy didn't even tell his own mom that he was going to leave for USC. <laughs> God, what a jerk. What a jerk, man. He, he, Talk to your parents hey, every once in a while, dude. He's either a jerk for not telling his mom he was going to USC, or he's a jerk... For using his mom in the story to try and get people off his scent. That's, that, well, yes. Right? Yes. One uh, or the other. It would have been awesome, though, um, and this is like a total mom thing to do, uh, to tell your mom that you're going to USC the week of the Baylor game, and she puts it out on Facebook. Oh, and, yeah. and that's how the story breaks. Well, if she, here's the thing, though. If she put it out on Facebook, we wouldn't have found out until the Oklahoma State game anyways. Right? <laughs> Good point. Good point. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It it normally is two weeks behind, I guess. Right. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think the I think the student section, the engagement there, is it's not easy. But if they're winning, if they're winning big, if there's a ton of buzz, then students will will will. Do everything in their power to be. It was uh, the thing to do in the early 2000s. And I know that life has dramatically changed for college kids during that 20-year period. But, man, it was the thing to do, dude. And I'm sure that – see, we've been too good recently to to get all of a sudden that much excitement into where students are sleeping in tents outside the ticket office to get their tickets, right? We've been too good for that. You you won't be able to get that type of buy-in because, you know, in a, a crappy year last year, we went 11-2. and two. So it's going to be hard to, to recreate that. But I will say that if if this team next year is 9-0, and you're going to have a little bit different I hope so. frenzy on your hand, my so. guess. Maybe the student section should be GA and have to get a ticket on their way out after the game in order to get a, t- a ticket to the next one. Is it? Is it already? I think it already is general admission, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no assigned seats. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how most student sections operate. Yeah, and yeah, you got to hang around to get the the ticket for the next time. I, I don't. Maybe they would do that. I don't know. That's a good idea, but I'm I'm guessing they would say we want different students to have. The... You can't legally fly a drone over a crowd. Unfortunately, hmm, would have burst our bubble there. Why wouldn't the what student do you mean section you can't legally fly a drone over a crowd? I don't know. I guess that's a law. I was not aware of it. Why don't you look that one up? Well, have you ever been to an Oklahoma City Thunder game? Uh, it's been a while, actually. Well. They fly a drone blimp around the stands and take pictures with Actually, it. I was at one, uh, the Selection Sunday, and there were a lot of people at the Thunder game, but no one was really paying attention to the game. Hey, you can do... where I was at. That's probably true. I'm not doubting the truthfulness of that text message. I will say this. You can do anything with the permit. Hell, I think you can have a uh, a real tank with live... 
with a live gun on it if you've got the right permit in this country. That would so, draw students in. I'm, I'm down for that. <laughs> General Venables driving the tank. My guess is you can drive a drone over a crowd with the right permit, and if you get that permit from the government, uh, that person can be bought. Uh, that's typically how it works. So we can figure it out. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number one next. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. At Riverwind, we put our hearts into everything we do. Our promise is simple. We're the best. You're simply the best. We promise you all the best new gaming experiences. We promise you the best food, drinks, and service. The one place with the rewards program of your dreams. That's what makes us number one. Only at the one. Oklahoma, Seth Lally Ford in Paul's Valley is your pre-owned Power Stroke Power. Selected, they have to show up to a certain gate to get admitted. I think a lot of students sell their tickets so it's not actual students that sit there, which leads to the student spirit lacking because it's not actually students. I don't know. That's, I think in spirit, that makes a lot of sense. But in practicality, I think the more difficult you make it to attend, the less you're going to get students to attend. And the goal is to get more students there. Yeah, I do like where Teddy was taking it with the drone. These kids are so self-absorbed in themselves. I have a kid at OU. I asked them if they are going to go to the spring game. They were like, huh? The frat life down there is way more important. They went to New Orleans instead. So shameful. Yeah, well. But it is a good point about, you know, people say, oh, you fans are spoiled, this and that, which, you know, I disagree with that take a little bit. But it is, when you're consistently good every single year, there's not the excitement that maybe there was when the, the run was happening again in the, in the early 2000s. It's hard, to, it's hard to create a can't-miss moment whenever you are right there on the on the verge kind of on the edge of you know competing for a championship every year it's hard to create that oh my god you have to be there to witness it type of uh type of event and it's just so more so, so easier to consume it than it's ever been. And, and interest change. I heard a guy on a podcast yesterday. I don't know if I necessarily agree. He's like, well, NFL's king right now, but there's more kids watching video games than ever before. That could take over in 20 years. I know years. it. I know it. There's, there's a lot of truth to that. All right. Quick timeout. Hour number two of The Rush coming up next. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Right here on your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. Sports Talk, 1400 AM, KREF, Norman, Moore, Oklahoma.